0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of the essential sports pod uh it's been a while it's been way too long actually but we're back now um you know episode 14 of the podcast coming back with a little more baseball about the Cardinals as you know it just got past the all-star game um so we're starting out the second half of the season um I'm here today with Gerald, my good friend. Um, So yeah, this episode we're going to talk about the trade deadline, which is coming up pretty soon here. I'm pretty sure there's one month left until the trade deadline. (laughs) So uh, yeah, we put together some trades that we think would look good for the Cardinals uh, and yeah, I, I don't know if hopefully they do these trades or not, but some something like them would be nice, you know.
1: So yeah, I see your trades for the episode, and those would be pretty nice. But you know, we could hope.
0: Yeah. So, um, do you want to start with your trade first, or one of mine?
1: I say we go one one, like you know.
0: Okay. Like, you say one. I say one. Uh, so I want to hear yours first. Let's see, let's see what you got.
1: All right. So from our first trade, I have the Cardinals sending Juan Yepes, Matthew Libertor, and Moises Gomez to the White Sox to receive Michael Kopech and Brooks Baldwin. Um, To start, Michael Kopech really hasn't had the best season. Um, I actually just looked at his baseball savant page and it looks like he's been injured but uh he's a 27 year old right-handed arm he's six foot three two ten so you know an um, imposing figure on the mound uh his fastball reaches 96 and then he has a slider at 85 and a change up at 89 which that sounds pretty nasty and then a 81 mile per hour curve um i'm pretty sure he's known to have like some pretty nasty stuff, um, which is of course something that the Cardinals lack in the rotation. You know, we kind of have guys that pitch pitch to contact a little bit more. So having him in the rotation would be definitely a um, different look. And uh, I think the white Sox are in a position to sell this deadline. So I would love to pick up an arm like this. His stats for the season, he's um three and eight, which I don't really care about win loss record from starter, but he has a four point four seven ERA and his whip is at one point four one, which is it's alright. It's a little bit high, but you know, with a guy that strikes out a lot, his whip is bound to be a little bit higher. Um but what I do like to see from him is that in 86 innings pitch this year, he has 97 strikeouts. So he's been reliable as far as striking, which is, again, something that we're missing. And also one thing that I like about him is that he has team control going forward. Um, I want to say... I don't want to be wrong, but I believe it's through 2025 at least. So, yeah, a pitcher that's coming up on his prime years and has strikeout stuff and we can kind of buy low, I think that would be a good trade for us.
0: No, I definitely agree. I think the the rotation, especially the starting rotation, um, lacks that, as you said, like that nasty stuff, like the strikeout guy. Um, you know, right now you see guys like, Spencer Strider, Garrett Cole who are top of top pitchers who are just strikeout guys. Um, you know, the Cardinals way has always been ground balls and let the defense do their job, but games changing especially with the new rules uh, and you know, can't have shifts, can't get too cre- well you can still get creative but it's very limited nowadays. So, yeah, that sounds like a good trick is there any reason why you want to get rid of those guys that you want to get rid of?
1: I'm sorry. I completely didn't cover the other prospect that I included, but uh, yeah, like you said, um, Juan Yepes and Moises Gomez to me are pretty much similar players, you know, um, probably plus with the bat and probably a little bit below league, league average on the defensive end. And, the Cardinals, they, uh, as far as their DH, situation, a lot of guys going forward that can fill that role. We've had Contreras do it. We've had Gorman fill it. You know, with um, Yvonne Herrera coming up and establishing himself, I think that's going to push Contreras a little bit more to the DH. Maybe. So, you know, the guys like Juan Yepes and Moises Gomez and Alec Burleson, who have the plus bat but don't have the plus defense, I think, It kind of hurts them, you know, and, you know, we already have plenty outfielders who are more rangy than them and probably have a little bit more upside with Carlson and Newt Barr and all of that. So I think those are definitely pieces that could be expendable. Um, Also, I threw in Brooks Baldwin. He's uh, He's their 30th ranked prospect in their system. So he's not, you know, he's not a highly touted prospect at all um but he's a switch hitter um and they say he like he plays with a lot of instincts um so i know the cardinals love those type of players you know maybe doesn't have all the tools like all the speed and the light tower power but you know if he can play with instincts and you know develop his game he could be that could be a nice piece sprinkled into the deal but yeah to answer your question, I think those are the type of guys that we want to throw in the trade because they're kind of one-dimensional as players, you know, they're not going to go out there in the field and be nice. They're probably going to have a strong arm, I will say. But uh yeah, just everyone's always in the hitter, I mean, in the market for hitters, and I feel like the Cardinals have a few guys that could fill that role.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. There's, I feel like the Cardinals are like overloaded with bats, and that's why it, I wouldn't say it made it hard to make some tra- like make these hypothetical trades. But you know, it was it was hard. Bat like choosing which guy should go and which guy shouldn't because a lot of people are very very similar. Right. But I think those are nice guys. I would I'd love to. What what position does that switch hitter play?
1: Um, let me, sorry, my fault, but I know he's pretty young. Um, well, I think he's an infielder maybe, but I could be wrong. Yeah, he's a young guy, born 2000, age 22, third basement. Yeah, so a switch it in third Baseman who plays with instincts you know just a guy that would add pretty well to our minor league outlook you know when you can get a switch hitter and your um and your prospects i think that's a great look so to add him that would be great i think he's at the double a no he's at single a right now but his ops is at 775 so he ha- he has been producing um and he just got drafted in 2022, so, you know, plenty room to grow. So, I thought that was a good throw-in piece. You know, he's not highly touted at all. So, you know, just to get something back. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's a great trade. But moving on to um, my first trade, I was looking at, I guess, some some younger guys on uh, on the market and – I was looking at websites and stuff, and I came across this guy Brian Wu. He's a twenty-three-year-old starting pitcher. He's a right-handed pitcher, and he's the Mariners' number three prospect. Uh, he just called up. He got just got called up this year, uh, and he's only pitched thirty-four innings so far. But he's sitting at a three-six-three ERA, and his WHIP is at a one-point-zero-seven, which that's pretty good. And, yeah, he's he's another strikeout guy. He's got 43 strikeouts in his 34 innings pitched. And, like you said, I'd love to see the Cardinals have that strikeout guy. You know, sometimes it's 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 hard relying on these balls not getting past the players in the infield or, you know, getting hit down the line and the outfielders aren't there. But, um, yeah, I'd love to see a, a strikeout guy on our team. But to give up, I put uh, Jack Flaherty, who he's 27 years old, and he's got an expiring contract right now. So, you know, he he could go. He was supposed to be our ace, and I feel like over and over we're reminded that he's just not going to be that guy, that guy for us. And, you know, as much as we came into this season thinking he was going to finally have that season, it's just not. You know, he's pitched 92 innings. He's got a 4.27 ERA and a whip of 1.56. So yeah, that's, I feel like that's pretty pretty average or maybe a little less than average. And so, yeah, he's been very underwhelming this season. Secondly, yeah. out of the three guys that I would be giving up is uh, Tyler O'Neill. You know, he's twenty eight years old and he's also on an expiring contract. I'm pretty sure he's on a one year contract right now, who he just signed this past off season. And you know, he's getting... he be... what you can say? My fault. I think he becomes
1: a free agent after next year. Okay. So kind of expiring.
0: Okay. So he's got one more season. But, you know, Tyler Neal again, you know, we thought he was gonna get back to that kinda M V P season he had two years ago, you know, hitting a, around 40 homers, gold-glover. But, you know, this season, again, he's been injured. He's underwhelming in his hitting stats, even though he's only played 29 games. And, yeah, he's hitting two twenty eight with an on-base percentage of two eighty three, which just kind of shows he's not really walking very much. And his OPS is down to six twenty. So, yeah, um, I'd get rid of him just – because we just have so many outfielders, I feel like you know we could put so many people out there that some somebody can be expendable, and I think Tyler O'Neill has good value to him to be able to go, and he's still kind of young. So um, I also think the Mariners, if they would extend him, he would probably go for cheap because you know he hasn't really proven to be that very expensive outfielder, corner outfielder that you'd pay. Yeah. And lastly, uh I added Juan Yepes just like you um I just feel like we I agree with you with having so many DHs, you know. Now we're seeing Luke and Baker come up and hit, be in the DH, you know, Ivan Herrera who's stepped up as you said. You know, we got so many people, Nolan Gorman who plays DH sometimes or you know, Jordan Walker who's his defense is still improving. So, you know. I think Juan Yepes is a good DH for teams to have. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't mind him being our DH, but I think we have people over him at the DH spot. So, yeah, that's my first trade that I, I guess came up
1: with. Yeah, to kind of add on to to your trade, I really like that trade for the reasons that um, you know we kind of feel like as Cardinals fans that we kind of have quantity over quality with players you know so many guys that can be up at the big leagues and be a big leaguer but you know we don't have that quality as far as pitch out pitching wise i would say we don't have that quality so to bring in a young guy like that would be great um i like your trade because i do see the mariners as a team that could um give up one of their starting pitchers because they do have um some of the best pitching in the league. I won't lie. Like I kind of, i kind of kept tabs on them and they have some pretty good guys. So like you said, um, some of them could be expendable. Also, Tyler O'Neill was drafted by the Seattle, Seattle Mariners. So it could be a reunion there you go. for him to go there. Um, you know, and if they could, they could possibly get out of him, you know, half of what he was, Two years ago, you know, I'm sure they'll be happy that's still 2025 20, home runs. Um, but we all know the biggest thing with Tyler O'Neill is his health. You know, is he able, is he going to be able to get out there and play and, you know, not have any setbacks? But yeah, like you said, um, that to me would kind of, that trait to me kind of just looks like you give up O'Neill, who's been kind of fragile as a Cardinal, hasn't stayed healthy, and same thing for Jack Flaherty, but, you know, quality big leaguers when they're right for an up-and-coming arm, I do like that trade.
0: Yeah, I think it also sets up the Cardinals kind of well for the future, you know, you bring in a a very young guy who's a good prospect, and then you also got Tink Hens, you know, maybe McGreevy, Jerpy, all those guys will be coming up at some point, so, you know. I think it'll it'll be nice without giving up too too much I'd say just from what we've seen recently from these guys. But yeah, let's move on to your second trade.
1: Yeah, so like we were just talking about, you know, the Cardinals have some arms coming up that could be decent for the future, like McGreevy and Jerpy and Tanks and all of that. But um my second trade is for the Cardinals to send Tyler O'Neill <laughs> um, to the Yankees for a pitcher by the name of Clayton Beater, who is the Yankees' um, 13th prospect in their system. Um, and to kind of give you reasons as to why I could see this move being kind of realistic, is one, obviously the Cardinals would be willing to move off of outfielders for pitching help. I believe. Um, second the Yankees still kind of need, um, outfield help from what I've heard, you know, are I heard they're in the market for Shohei. So, you know, I'm sure they're willing to go out there and get some improvements on their team. Um, and you know, if Tyler O'Neill is healthy, he could help them. Um, obviously, that could be a, a reunion with Bader. So you know, you know, we've kind of had them, those talks with Yankees in the past, and have had trades with them. So I think it's kind of realistic um, to talk about Clayton Beater, Um He he's a guy who. who is at triple a right now, now? He was at double a absolutely shoving. I think he, I believe he had a 2.34 ERA at double a, and he got the call. And I think at this point he hasn't had that many starts in triple a, but he is kind of getting shelled, but you know, he just got called up, but the type of, the type of picture that he is, first off, he has elite stuff like good strikeout stuff. Um, like I said, he was great in double A. Um He pitches with a high arm slot that creates downhill plane and deception. Um which is kind of I hate to bring up Giovanni Gallegos for the comparison, but you know, that's the high arm slot, you know. Um but this is a guy that um kinda has some injury history um a little bit in 2017 he had Tommy John and then he had some type of elbow surgery so i think that's that could be some of the cons that uh that could be but he's still kind of raw as a pitcher um they're still trying to figure out if he's going to be a starter or reliever long term but he has been starting and he has like gone out there and looked pretty well and um another reason that I think the yankees can come off of them is because Um, if you look at the yankees team on paper their rotation is supposed to be One of their strengths, you know, they have rodon and gary cole and they um Severino. Yeah. and you know, they Nestor Cortez. says exactly. I forgot about him. So, you know, long term i think they have the guys that they want at the, in the starting rotation so i think you know that would make him a little bit more expendable um but yeah he has a he has a fastball fastball that sits 93 96 but touches 98 um and he, he has a filthy slider and a good curveball um and then he has a low 80s changeup um that he barely uses but you know maybe if he gets here as the cardinals they can maybe switch up his repertoire to you know suit what they want out of him but yeah just the pros i think he has good strikeout stuff and he's a young starter who has been successful in the minors and maybe the cons i would say is maybe he doesn't develop into a starter um, maybe he's more like a relief guy, but, um, you know, we're shooting for the upside because, you know, John Mozeliak came out and said, we're going for 2024. This isn't our season. So, you know, looking down the line, this is the type of guy that I will win the team for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great trade. Uh, it seems like it's a kind of a trend to get Tyler O'Neal out of here. Um, I feel like... That was kind of the story, especially at the beginning of the season when uh, Ali came out and said some stuff about O'Neill publicly, which was kind of weird. But you know, yeah, I think that's a great trade. I'd I'd definitely be willing to get rid of or you know send Tyler O'Neill to the Yankees, especially since you know we have trading history with them with Montgomery last season and. I think it was a pretty good trade for them as well, you know, getting Harrison Bader. I think it's—I'm pretty sure Harrison Bader is their starting center fielder now. So, um, you know, maybe his bat isn't as good, but best—I think best center fielder defensively in the league, I'd say. But I think I think the Yankees would go for that, especially for getting a, a guy who's, you know, made a name for himself in the leagues already. For a guy who maybe doesn't have the gr- maybe doesn't have a chance to become a starter like the Cardinals think, but uh, I think that's a good trade.
1: To, to wrap it up a little bit. I finally got scouting grades cause I didn't see it while I was talking, but uh, so MLB uses a 20 to 80 scale for prospects. Um, so like when I say these numbers, like scale that out accordingly, but pretty much 50 is average. So, just these numbers, I'm about to say, you will hear them. But his fastball is rated 60. Five, which is above league average. And he has a slider that's, that's rated at 65, which, like I said, I believe to be his nastiest pitch, obviously, and the scouts believe so too. And then his changeup is at 40, which, you know, a little bit below league average, but when you have all those other plus pitches, you know, you should be good. And then his control is at 40, which is a little bit, a little bit low, you know, but like I said, he would be getting the here for like the strikeout stuff and the potential to be a starter maybe next year or the year after. Yeah, I think those are good
0: numbers, you know, above average. You yeah, know, can't really argue with those, Right, uh, but yeah, moving on to the last trade of the episode um this one is for a guy who you know I've recently gotten into baseball especially very very heavily this past 2 years so I've I'm kind of new to all these guys but Yuri Perez has always been someone who stood out to me uh I think the Marlins have some good young pitching with Lazardo as well uh and I was kind of going back and forth with Yuri Perez or Lizardo, but I think Yuri Perez, um, I like him more. It's just, I think it's just more of a personal a personal choice, I'd say. But, you know, he's pitched yeah. 53 innings with 61 strikeouts in those 53 innings. So, you know, he's a strikeout guy. He's has a 2.36 ERA and a whip of 1.09. So, yeah, just like uh, Brian Wu. He's young, he's making people miss, and he's got a low ERA. Uh, and, you know, he strike out a lot of people compared to his walks, which is 17. So, I think it's a great guy for the Cardinals, especially setting up for the future with all these younger pitchers coming up, possibly next year or the year after. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the guys that I would get rid of to take, to send to the Marlins would be First Dylan Carlson, who uh, the seemed like the Cardinals were super high on him last season um, because of the Juan Soto uh, drama and all of that. Um, You know, I think I I would think that they're kind of lower on Dylan Carlson now compared to last season. Hopefully, Um, I just feel like he's not the guy that they think he is. But you know, he's played 56 games. He's 24 years old. He's hit 237. But his on-base percentage is at 340, so, you know, he, he'll he get on base. Um, but, you know, he doesn't hit for power. He's got five home runs and 20 RBIs. So, um, you know, it's not somebody I would ride with for the future, especially if I can get somebody like Yuri Perez. Secondly, uh, <clears throat> it's a guy that the Cardinals, you know, were hoping would be very good, especially, like, soon. It was Matthew Libertor. Who is 23? He's come up now for the second time. Oh, I don't know if it's second time in his career, but last season he came up and now he's he came up again, but he got sent down. Um, you know, he played nine games. He started eight of them. Uh, his ERA sits to 6.75, which is terrible, and his WHIP is at 1.83, which is uh, just even worse, I think. But yeah, I'd I'd send him on just because he's super young and. Yeah, I feel like some GMs will be high on him just because, you know, he's, he's he was supposed to be really good. So, you know, maybe maybe with time he could become very good. And lastly, it's someone to, you know, adds a lot of value to this trade is Tommy Edmond, who is 28 years old. Uh, you know, he's played 84 games, which I think that's either every game he's played or very close to it now that we're halfway through the season. Um, you know, he's hitting 237, 303 on base percentage with a sub 700 OPS, which is lower league average. is about 700. So, yeah. And seven home runs, 29 RBIs. Um, you know, Tommy Edmond is a great player. I don't think anybody complains about him on the Cardinals, but, you know, it's just to add some, some value, especially because of that defense, you know, you could really put him anywhere. Yeah, that's my last trade.
1: Yeah. To add on to your trade, first off, I see Tommy Edmonds in a Marlins uniform. I think Skip would love to have.
0: All right, everybody, we're back. Just have some technical issues. Go, for, go, go with what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Uh, So like I was saying, I would think Skip would love to have a guy like Tommy Edman on his Miami Marlins team who's young and upcoming and they're actually like competing this year. Um, I think, you know, Skip coming up as a Cardinal, he was, you know, a second baseman, not the not the best guy on the team, but is very much a. Leader, you know, obviously he's a manager now, so I think that speaks to how much he was probably a leader in the clubhouse. Um, and you know, Tommy would go out there and play everywhere and play elite defense, elite defense with the average bat. So I think that brings a lot of value to a team. um Libratore, you know, the trade between us and the Rays to send the Rosarina there looks worse and worse by the day, but. You know, um he still has a lot of upside in the league. He has a great curveball. Um can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. He has a great curve curveball, um, good fastball. He just has to figure out how to put it together. And then um yeah, to get Yuri Perez, um he doesn't have that many in um, professional and professional baseball. I think is on this season, but like you said, the upside is there. And so if we were able to pull that off, I would be ecstatic.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it, when I think of the Marlins, I think of Luis Ariza, who is just having a crazy season. You know, he's hitting. He, he was hitting 400 at one point. I think right now he's sitting at like. 383 or something like that but as much as I would love to get a hitter like that um you know we we have to go for pitching so Yuri Perez uh he's one of the first names that came to my head when I started thinking about trades especially for young pitchers um you know it hurts to let Tommy Edman go just because of how much he's done you know he's it seems like he's always the one to step up when there's an issue just like you know played center field for a while this season for the first time ever in his career. Uh, you know, he'll play anywhere without uh, – I, well, I don't know if he has any questions or not, but I, it feels like he just does it without asking any questions, you know. Uh, but, yeah, as much as I hate to say it, I'd be willing to part with him uh, with Dylan Carlson as well uh, just because, uh, again, he's got good defense, but not not enough for me, I'd say. But yeah, you yeah. got anything else to add?
1: Um, yeah, now that you mentioned Carlson, like Carlson really doesn't move the needle for me anyway. Like he's fine, he's there, he his bat is average, his glove is a little bit above average, and he's an average runner. So uh, you know. do him in that trade. Hopefully that would entice them a little bit more. Uh not sure if they would want to be willing to part ways with Yuri, because, you know, he's 20. He has nasty stuff. He's already been proven at the MLB level to be a high-level starter. So, you know, I don't know if they would part ways, but if they were willing to, I think the Cardinals should definitely try to pounce on that. Um Also, the Marlins have great pitching overall. So that's also another thing that you always have to mention with trades is does the team already have good starting pitching, and would they be willing to part with their younger pitching? You know, so never know. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, but you know we can hope. But we'll see what Mosey Log does with these deals, man. Let's let's hope
0: the Cardinals are active this trade deadline. I know, I know, Mo said uh, they're gonna trade some guys. Uh, you know, probably some guys with expiring contracts, but. Um, yeah, let's hope they're uh, they're active. Hopefully, it's feel like it. I mean, last year we had a good trade deadline. It feels like um, hopefully we can do the same this season just to set us up great for next season because this season's kind of...
1: It's done. It's done. We're, we're done. Yeah, as much, as, much as I say,
0: you know, I got to accept it. You know, it's not going to be a good season every season. So. It's unfortunate. But yeah, uh, it's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you guys for being patient with us. Uh, you know it feels good to be back in front of the, the camera recording for you guys, talking some baseball. Um, and yeah, uh, this sh- should be out on on Tuesday. Uh, this one you guys are going to be hearing it and watching it on YouTube. Uh, we are on YouTube. you know, we got some new stuff for it, uh, so we're ready to move, take that step to YouTube um so yeah come listen to us on youtube you can watch us we got our face cams on on here um if you are still on apple podcast thank you for listening there or on spotify amazon any of those um but yeah uh thank you gerald for coming on here um so yeah we'll see you guys in next episode sure.